Welcome to the SDR Disco Call vidcast and podcast, a show designed for brand new sales reps working in the world of tech sales. I'm your host, Neil Buyan, and I'm going to be taking you on a journey on the SDR Disco Call vidcast and podcast. Did you know that you can watch this show live with the guests on YouTube? This show is available on YouTube at happyselling.io. Hello listeners, watchers and subscribers. Welcome to another chapter in the SDR Disco Call show. If this is your first time joining our show, this show is all about sales development reps or business development reps working in the world of tech sales, where we meet lovely people from across the, across the globe, learn about their stories to give you insights as to what is it like being an SDR in tech sales. And my name is Neil Buyan, your host on this journey together. So with today's guest, uh, this is somebody that I connected with a few weeks back. And as we all know in sales, referrals are the best leads that you can get. And we had a previous guest, Sid, shouts out to Sid, and at the end of his show, I said, do you know anybody that would be good to come on our show? And he said, yes, I've got somebody. He actually sent me quite a few people, actually. Um, but as we know in sales, uh, that only 11% of people ask for sales referrals. So, you know, 92% of customers are happy to give them. So in other words, make sure you ask for the referral. Uh, but referral guest, could you please introduce yourself? Who are you, sir? Hi, hello, Neil. Good afternoon. And uh, hello, everyone. I'm Fabio Benga. And I also like to thank you a moment to see that we have been referred in this, uh, in this occasion. Uh, I am Italian from the south of Italy and living happily in uh, Amsterdam, Netherlands since eight years now. Uh, I have the opportunity to live abroad since like 13, 14 years now. I experienced myself living in London, the UK for sometimes like eight years precisely before I moved to the Netherlands, in which I uh, find myself very happy and pleased. I love it. Fabio, welcome to the SDR Disco Call Show, and thank you so much for joining on today. And as a gentle reminder for our listeners, uh, if you're listening to this in your local podcast platform, please make sure that you give a rating and subscribe. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, please make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe down below. So Fabio Minga, uh, working out in Amsterdam, who is the company that you're currently working for, sir? I'm working for Bitmine, known Bitmine. as well Bitmine by Vivaldi Software, recently uh, renamed only Bitmine Software, simply because it's been uh, merging a Fortino investment group. Um, so Bitmine is a Belgium company that basically uh, streamline all the uh, process when it comes to process, procedures, and policy uh, within the company, all in one platform, mainly for pharmaceutical, medical device, logistic, or chemical, for instance, that will probably benefit out of the um, auditing that they get from a federal company. So, I love it. Thank you very much for the introduction. So a workflow platform to help with your QMS. Absolutely love it. And as we all know, this is a live show. <laughs> that was probably a prospect giving you a call back, Fabio. That's probably what it was. <laughs> did you did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, prospect, really, leads, big. Uh, but anyway, coming back to yourself, Fabio, like outside of sales, uh, what do you like to get up to? What are your passions and hobbies and interests? Well, uh, I'm very uh, social person and very passionate people. I do like cooking, so I like to source my ingredients, go to the market, smell it, taste it, and you know, process it very often share with friends, which they say that tastes better. Uh, <laughs> then I, li I like to play squash, cost it regularly, and do yoga. I yoga is it. something that I do beside. I think it's really benefit also my day-to-day -day at work. I think, yeah, because I think it really reached sort of, you know, a balance within myself and kind of, you know, a protection towards the rejection and the negativity that can, can can you know uh, be found in a day to day um so yeah i practice yoga at least once a week and then i think it really generate that per per sustainable mindset which i'm pleased to have found i needed myself so yeah i love that dude and i think in this show today we should like it would be great to get some tips on you from like you know what you've learned from yoga and you know kind of going through this job and the things we face as an seo so we're definitely going to dive into that as well 
Um, but Fabio, and for all our listeners and watchers out there, normally at this point, what we do is we visit our guest's LinkedIn profile. And as a general reminder, you can always find the guest LinkedIn profile URL in our show notes in the podcast and on our YouTube channel if you want to reach out to them, connect with them, or pick their brain on anything that you've heard on the show. So as we can see, uh, Fabio, yourself, you are uh, a sales representative inside sales working at Bizmine uh, for the last four months. But if we look at your colorful history, you've been in quite a few different places and industries, which is quite cool. Uh, but you've worked as a junior account manager, uh, you've worked as a manager of events, you've been a sales manager, you've worked as an SDR at Huawei, had to get that right because I got it wrong before we got the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, sense of fact, again, that's kind of where we met Sid as well back in the past. You've been a food and beverage consultant on freelance and, you know, for the last four months been an enterprise business developer at BizMind. So Fabio, it'd be lovely to know in your own words... Walk us through your journey of like how you started off where you were to where you are today, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, well, as you could see, indeed, from, uh, from, the, um, from the profile on LinkedIn, yes. Um, I think it already tells enough. It's all human-related job. Uh, I started when, with a junior account at Uxina. Yes, there was a, an opportunity to set up a market in the Netherlands, so locally. Uh, but I come from a background, probably let's step back. I come okay. from a background where I've studied uh, international tourism and hospitality management in London at the Middlesex University, in which, of course, I uh, developed, yes, the English language, but as well as all, you know, the best part of the job I'm doing at the moment, because I, I found myself living in the UK already at the age of 20, 21. So, yeah, I think the best time of my life, it was in the UK. I am a sommelier as well, so I love wines, and thanks to the education and then the passion of wines, so of course I ended up in the hospitality, and I enjoy it very much, and I still do. That's why you see on a, on the curriculum on, on my on my profile that I'm consultant because I do like to advise, consult, or help out uh, help out people that probably are you know developing a concept or you know implementing a new a, a new idea. Mm-hmm. So it comes easy for me to 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 help them out simply because I'm hands-on and very approachable as well in that sense. Yeah. Um, while I was doing this job in the hospitality, I always came across you know different type of client, different type of people. That of course un- unknowingly at that time, it was you know uh, boosting my knowledge. So I I was able to sit down and customize small or large menu with you know the appropriate wine pairing that was go along with it. Maybe yeah. sit down and arrange a corporate event with big large company that will probably need like a date time meeting rooms with uh, X number of uh, um, IT infrastructure. Maybe maybe a, a coffee break, lunch break, or an entertainment event evening afterwards. That kind of things that always involved me being around and surrounded by people with mm. the multitasking skills, with the you know ability to work under pressure, with um, a good sense of uh, auto motivating myself as well in in a way, mm. which which the sad part uh, comes when um, the COVID arrived precisely uh, two to three years ago, yeah, uh, and. Uh, I was working, uh, uh, yeah, in Villa Cucu, lovely place, great opportunities still, but uh, yeah, with the COVID, things have changed. So I readapted yeah. myself. By readapting myself, I didn't want to give up all the experience and the knowledge I had, and mm. all this, you know, ability to interact to, to any type of uh, of prospect in a way. So that's why I considered to move to the digitalization at that time, of course. COVID has created major issue and, and, you know, problems, but something good along the way, we have noticed that the digitalization and the ability to uh, be in contact remotely with people all over the world was something that was, you know, growing. And um, so it got my attention without having much experience. Then I approached to Huawei in which I, I, I was like, uh, uh, yeah, MQL, SQL in a way. So basically qualified <laughs> leads. Yeah. So there were lots of calls and uh, a lot of know, and also a lot to learn when it comes to the, the, the company per se, because that's a quite huge selection of product within their portfolio. So it was very challenged to keep up with, um, yeah, 
the, the level of the competences and the ability to perform well that I wish to. So mm. I think I've, I've, I've learned enough just to move forward to another company will probably have a mono product and be able to, to learn and develop from it. And okay. that is when I moved in sensor fact. And if, if, if we pause you there, because there's a lot that I'd like to unpack, there's quite a lot of, um, you know, different experiences and things that you went through. So if we go back a bit, like studying in the UK, like working within hospitality, and then also, you know, doing this in essence, like consultancy as well, like helping people with, you know, like the menu, like the process thereafter, like you was really helping people out that. Um, and then, you know, if I get it right, Fabio, like that's something that you still do today. Like uh, also alongside your job, you can also like help out with beverages and food consultancy. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Cool. I love that. So a question that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of side hustles and side gigs as well. And, you know, a lot of our listeners may also be like in a primary role, what they're doing as an SDR or BDR in a company. And they want to maybe explore doing a side hustle as well, but they're probably scared of, well, how the hell do you balance that out? Would you mind elaborating as to how do you balance your time doing that, dude? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, happy to do so. Um, how do I balance the time? Well, I don't see I don't see it as a balancing the time, but see as a natural thing to do. Hey. So let's say you meet with a friend, you have a beer and you talk about whatever you done last weekend or what you're going to do in the next weekend or maybe hobbies and personal feelings. So I tend to probably sit down and have a couple of glass of wine and discuss how's your business, how's it going? So mm. I think the time invested is still a leisure time in a way. Yeah. But but the topic changes. So I don't really do um, any effort to make time for this. So it's kind of a pleasure to, to have a chat with 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 you, for instance, and mm. you know, hear, hearing out how how you're doing and uh, whether there's anything that probably can be done differently. Very often, very often, there are some uh, a situation where uh, we 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 constructively talk about whether there are anything that could be done differently. Or, for instance, you know, uh, when it comes to networking, people there might skill some in a specific role. I might, you know advice to, to, to talk to one another so they probably, you know, find a win-win yeah. and uh, and help each other, one another. So in essence, what I'm trying to say, Neil, is I don't really do any special things to make this uh, work. It just happened naturally. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you're, you're right because you know, uh, when, when you're passionate about certain things and you just do it uh, in your day-to-day -day life or, you know, like when having a discussion, it doesn't primarily have to be like, okay, I have this set hours that I have to speak to these people and do this thing. It just happens like through general conversation where you can then give advice and consultancy on it as well. I do it day in, day out of my life whilst here at Happy Selling. You know, I connect with people, have a couple of chats with somebody, like give some advice, catch up. Like I do it with CEOs all the time, like what you're doing on your business. And then I give them consultancy advice sometimes free, sometimes paid, depending on who the person is or, you know, what type of help they need, but it just happens naturally. And it is sometimes hard to just uh, structureize it in your calendar. But the way that I kind of do it, Fabio, is uh, if I give you an example, uh, on a Monday, I do everything media related for my business. So like this podcast, and then on Tuesday and Wednesday, I do training private clients. And then Thursday, I call that SDR therapy. And basically, I just have a calendar reminder that if anybody just wants to have a chat with me to get advice or information, that's when they can book it in my calendar. So I kind of structure it so that that's the day that I give them the help out. But outside right. of that, you know, I'll always have conversations outside of Thursday, which may then be on any of the other days. Uh, but I love that. Like you said, it just naturally comes and happens and flows. And then flowing, you know, back into your story, like uh, working at uh, Villa Cuckoo um, and working within that team and then you said okay the pandemic hit and you said something very powerful where you kind of had to adapt you didn't want to lose the things that you had learned over those years and you kind of wanted to see him go into you know another role and that's kind of where you entered in the world of sales development at Hawaii what did it feel Correct. like or what kind of skills did you were you able to transfer from what you were doing before to then go into this tech job Yes, exactly. I discovered that the experience, the background I had in the hospitality, it was crucial. Or 
fundamental for me to, to, to succeed in, in the sales industry. Ultimately, uh, the empathy to speak to people, the, um, the skills to listen to people or, uh, being able to be multitasking or working under pressure, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. I think all those natural and soft skills that come with it package, I think was, uh, let's say 50% of the job. Of course, I needed to learn the uh, operational system, the, 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 the CRM and stuff, but I think, uh, uh what makes it sales, it's just, you know, the, 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 the inner of yourself that, you know, yeah. reach out to the person, what is impersonal over the phone, the sound of the voice that makes the difference, the opportunity to be able to be listened and to gain a few moments of a conversation that, you know, land to another minute of conversation that I think the hospitality was able to, uh, to help me out succeeding in this path. I love that. I love that. And because you know what, um, if we're totally honest, so just giving a time reference to our audience, we're currently, uh, mid November, 2022, had to remember the year then. Um, and the world is going through a change at the moment. And when the pandemic came to Fabio's point, a lot of us had to adapt. I had to adapt as well. I went from a face to face, uh, sales trainer to a remote virtual sales trainer. And I had to kind of think of, you know, what skills that I have doing stuff face to face, but then have to put that into a digital environment and keep people engaged as well. And, you know, Fabio, coming to this time in the world where there is some uncertainty in the market, we're seeing companies with people, people being lost, some people joining companies, et cetera, and people moving about. And it's something I have to even think about now, looking forward to, to 2023. For somebody that was able to adapt during a pandemic and then moving into a different, you know, company or industry. What bits of advice would you give to that person who's thinking, do you know what, maybe I have to do the same, Fabio? What things should they consider about adapting or how, how did you go about of adapting yourself? That's a very good question, Neil. That's a very powerful question because I also would like to add something. Uh, out of all the experience you have noticed, yeah, I made a change at the age of 35. So uh, I was quite pretty stable and strong into the industry I was already. So. For me, the effort was quite impactful. And I was reminding myself every day the reason why I've chosen this path okay. and uh, what was my ultimate goal to generate and keep motivating myself. And the message I will probably share here to everybody is um, uh, be goal-oriented. Okay. Be goal-oriented, set goal strategies, you know, um, that will allow you to achieve this. And um, and don't give up easily. I mean, don't give up easily because, uh, yeah, it's that the learning path. That's exactly where you start learning at the, at the specific point where you just give up or you all of a sudden you, you don't believe yourself anymore in the process of that setting mm. that would generally, you know, make you lose as well, or it won't lead you to, uh, yeah, to achieve neither your personal objective into the the process neither you know the sales probably and the uh, the finalization of the deal 100 percent. and grazie fabio i really really appreciate that you know like understanding and remembering your your why and your goals uh, and having that with you and you know what it's it's a natural thing that happens peeps if, if you're listening watching and it happens it happens to me multiple times uh, and it also happens to people that i've coached and managed as well so you know Sometimes we may start off with a particular goal, um, you know, either wanting to get into a new career or earning a certain amount of money or, you know, traveling around the world or doing something that gives us fulfillment. And then sometimes what can happen is the world completely changes and then our view of that future and goal kind of gets put into a shelf where we can't see anymore and we can't reach it anymore. And, you know, for every person, uh, they all have their own whys and wants and things that motivate them. So, you know, historically, Fabio, I've never been a person that's been motivated by money. Um, I've been more motivated by, you know, coaching someone to do something and then seeing them become successful. And, you know, what I told them worked for them. That's what gives me the motivation. But then obviously, you know, if you're running a business and, you know, you have to, you've got bills and overheads to pay, then you need to bring in money as well as that. And sometimes you go through tough periods where you're not earning as much or, you know, you're not getting as much fulfillment in what you're doing and you kind of lose and forget your why. And then you can become very stagnant 
And you can, to your point, as you said, you may stop believing in yourself or, you know, being able to motivate yourself. And this is something that's happened to me like earlier this year. Like we've gone through so many shifts uh, in this world as well. And I came across, and if you don't mind, Fabio, I wanted to share it with our listeners and watchers. I came across a really freaking awesome book. Um, it's a book called uh, A Search for Man's Meaning. And it was created by an author called Victor E. Frankel. And Victor was an Auschwitz uh, concentration camp survivor. Um, he became a renowned psychiatrist. And like kind of, again, I'm not going to go through, like do a whole book review on here. But what kind of oh, Victor please. gave us, Fabio, was, you know, the experiences of somebody that was captured in World War II, placed into a concentration camp. And the cool thing about this book was not only does he give the story of what happened, and he goes on to say that he's not talking about facts, figures, numbers, or anything like that. He was just the human experience, right? Of going into a concentration camp, uh, along with lots of other prisoners, with the SS, with these all these army people, you know, a world going through a complete change. And he, like, noticed how man changed from, you know, the captors to the people that were captured and how they changed through certain scenarios of famine, of, you know, um, like, uh, people not knowing if their family was alive. And he saw the darkest depths of humans at this point. And he kind of went on to this cool story where there was this one guy who was positive as hell. He spoke about, um, you know, by a certain date, by, you know, March of that year, he was going to see his family again, uh, the war would be over and everybody would be happy again. And what he'd noticed is as the date drew closer and closer, this person's, you know, spark kind of died out. It got to the point where he didn't think, you know, it was going to happen. Um, but he always said, like, you know, what? the war's going to end, the war's going to end, we're all going to see our family. And then he just became more recluse. He became very silent. He became quiet. And then literally a month before, not, not even a month, like a couple of weeks before they actually were released, he passed away. And Victor goes on to say, like, it wasn't nothing about this guy's health. Sure, they were all famined and, you know, they were starving and they were overworked in these horrible conditions that I wouldn't want anybody to be in. But he said it was his morale, his mindset, like he kind of lost his will. So he lost his why. And what Victor goes on to say is, you know, with a lot of us, our whys and our motivations are different from each man to the next. But all of us will go through an element of suffering. You know, we have to be worthy of our suffering. So what I'm trying to say is if we go through a pandemic or if we go through a recession, we all get hit hard. And to your point, trying to stay motivated and adapt and asking yourself, OK, what can I do to make myself happy? Is that growth mindset of, you know, there is a vision and there is a future that is attainable and that you can get. And, you know, when you get through that tough shit period of your life, you know, and you come to somewhere where you're happy, if it's a job or if it's a role, or if it's going somewhere else in the country or traveling or anything like that, you can kind of stand on top of that mountain and look back thinking like, rah, I went through all of that. And this is why I can now appreciate the thing that I have. You know, I'm, I'm really sorry that we've completely gone off in a different meander, but I just no, I no. wanted to share that story and just see how, how does that for, resonate with you? Thank you for sharing. No, no, it, absolutely. I think it's still absolutely related to what we just talked, actually. Because I think something I wanted to add to the story which also, I think it's something nice to share with a junior SDR all over, that whenever that switch of mind happen or that intention comes to you, whether you wanted to start doing sales and might be a new adventure, new path to you, I think something you really need to have in your mind, stick and strong, is the determination. Yeah. Because in a situation where probably drastic... Uh, action or re or a new path like for me at that point during the COVID that has been um, started surely it wasn't easy surely it wasn't something that would probably um, yeah it would be granted for me unless I would demonstrate that I was capable so yet mm. I just share with you all the uh, skills soft skills that have helped me succeeding but yeah I have to yeah sit on that chair and start calling to learn the different type of people you're speaking to and to overcome the obstacle of feeling rejected as well, as well as to embrace the KPI, which ultimately at the end of the month or quarter will probably result like if, like, um, yeah, if you have done or reached your goal. So yeah. my advice is yes, whatever is that 
you do or for whatever company you are performing, try to stay focused, positive, and more importantly, determinate on the action that you perform. I love it. Stay determined and focus. Yes, 100% in favor. Thank you so much. All right. So coming also back to your career, like where you're saying, you know, um, you'd worked at Huawei for a while and then you thought, you know what, it's time to move on and then take this into another tech company. And then you moved into SensorFact. What was the story like for you at SensorFact? Uh, it was a great adventure. It was a really great adventure. I think I can speak up like I've learned um, lots of things, lots of good things. For I can give you examples. So I was able to work within that team. So I was part of the, a team, you know, mainly looking for a specific country. And uh, within three, four months, I was elected a team leader. So I was basically working with the same people, but generally either because of my experience or my love for the coaching per se in mm. life, spiritually and mentally, mm -hmm. uh, I was able to, yeah, to keep on in line, to, to follow one single goal, to feel the competitiveness within the cells, but at the same time to use it constructively so that can one another feel motivated by the result or by the achievement of one another. And, um, and I think it was, uh, overall, including the other country, the other, uh, yeah, country the all our company was uh, able to show me the importance of you know to help one another within the cells so I had the opportunity to meet good people uh, mm. human people so I think uh, there used to be a way of saying like when you don't make numbers at the beginning make friends sooner or later that will come very handy along the way so and that will happen in a way so we we all we ultimately helped one another. Doesn't matter whether it was Italian country market or was it the Netherlands or Spain, etc. So we were there as a human being, listening to one another and uh, questioning. How did it go? What did he say? How long? How short was the cell cycle, etc. So just mm. to probably steal some knowledge, learn something to one another, and that's it. That was the only purpose I would say. I love that. I love that. So when you're not making numbers, make sure you make friends. And I think that's a very valid point. And I'd love you to elaborate on that a little bit further, um, Fabio, because, you know, a lot of our SDRs or listeners and watchers will be like, right, it's my first couple of months in the door. I can see all my colleagues, they're booking these meetings, they're making numbers, they're hitting their KPIs. And they may be like, well, what about me? You know? Uh, so when you say like make friends, like in what way, because again, we have to like differentiate between like, okay, so you're my friend, we go to a bar after work, we talk, we talk and you know, we go out on the weekends together versus how do we befriend somebody within a business and how do we do it properly? What, what would your advice be? Uh, I think in that way, uh, I will use the word respect. Mm. So I would say probably, yeah, you make friendship, like respect people with, within your context. So getting to know them on a personal point of view, what is that like? How do they, you know, approach the work they, um, what makes them succeeding? How long they've been working? What did they do in the past? Get know on the personal point of view and then relate slowly by slowly the beyond professional and work experience they had. Um, I think uh, getting to know as a friend is literally allow them and vice versa the opportunity to count to one another. Yeah. That's what I mean when it comes to friendship. Yes, you can have a, um, you can also go to the bar and have a drink if you feel like, but the purpose doesn't have to be go to the bar, have a drink, and that, that makes us friend. But having a contest or a number of topics, then whether we are in the office, home, or at the bar, with a beer or without a drink, we will be <laughs> able to constantly learn, educate, and get stronger. And I find more and more that, uh, that the, the common things that, you know, keeps us together i love them apples and you know um coming uh, so it's, it's great uh, to have that on board as well because that gives us some solid advice of you know like how to interact with our colleagues how to build big our relationships because ultimately you know when working in sales the overarching topic is relationship building whether that be with your prospects internal stakeholders or external as well um, and how to navigate those sort of conversations. Because I think with myself, uh, when I first started out in sales or any job, I always felt like the outsider, like I hadn't built or earned their trust yet. I'm not part of the crew or part of the team yet. I have to kind of earn my way into that. And, you know, 
asking people about like how did they get into this role like what things have they seen like what changes in the companies happened and like what's the process for doing you know uh, arranging a team outing or you know do we have to go to the drinks on a friday because i used to be somebody that was very uh, i used to have very firm boundaries in my early days where you know between nine to five i did work and i dedicated myself to that company but after five o'clock i couldn't care about them or wanted to talk to them because that was my personal time i wanted to go see my friends and do my stuff um, but then I learned over time, like, you know, in order to build those relationships, I do have to invest a little bit of time and I have to be available for some outings with the team on a Friday. <laughs> and I always used to have this thing of like trying not to mix alcohol with work. Um, because sometimes what I, I used to hear from sales leaders was, well, when you go for a drink with somebody, that's when you really know who they are. Like you'll hear their thoughts and stuff like that. And I was always like, I don't know if I want to do that, but you know, within moderation and everything's been fine and cool. And after that. Um, but I think also helping people and getting to know people is a great way to build relationships. So, you know, over the past few years in the pandemic, I connected to a lot of CEOs that were adapting or pivoting their business. And, you know, I had free time in my calendar and people reached out to me and said, Hey, Neil, I run this company. I see that you do your own business. Would you mind if we connected? I just wanted to pick your brain on stuff. And in these sort of conversations, Fabio, I'd learn about people building platforms, companies, their strategy, and I'd learn a hell of a lot which I could then take into my company and then sometimes you know they said oh I'm having this problem with this salesperson or you know I'm thinking about the SDR model and getting our first SDRs in and providing consultancy advice but I did this all free but in return they would always find projects later down the line and reach back out to me and say hey Neil um, I've got this project where they need some SDR training or they need an SDR coach or you know I'm speaking to another CEO he's thinking about a go-to-market strategy do you mind giving him some time and this would get me paid gigs and employments. And, you know, ultimately, I'd always ask these questions of these people like, why are you helping me? You know, and a lot of them would say is you're a nice guy. You know, you're human. You, you're not all about the money. You, you know, understand stuff. You give advice. And I even spoke to a CEO of a company called Willow, a guy called Ludwig. <clears throat> uh, and he, uh, when I joined the meeting now, I always start at the beginning if I'm speaking to a CEO. I brushed their ego a little bit, Fabio. I'm like, oh, great. Lovely to meet you, Mr. CEO. And, you know, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you. But this time around, Fabio, he did it to me. And he was like, uh, Neil, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. And I was a little, I was like, okay, he's just being nice. He said, no, it's really nice to finally meet you. And I was like, do you mind me asking why you're saying it in that way? And he says, me and my team take a lot of your advice, all the content you put on LinkedIn, all the advice in your approach to sales. We talk about it daily in our company in our meeting and I was like I haven't even met this guy yet you know and he's saying this sort of stuff but it's that relationship building and like you know working with your team asking them how they're going it really pays dividends to be that kind nice person because it can go to companies or go into rooms that you've never even entered in before you know so absolutely, um, absolutely. yes yeah, it's, it's all about that relationship building um, but you know, like with yourself from Sense Fact and then moving into BizMind, what has it been like with the transition from leaving that company for being there for a while and then coming into this new business? How how is that life going for you? Um, I think at this point the change it was very organic. Should there comes a point where uh, the fruit is uh, ripened and need to be harvested. So, <laughs> in fact, there was a moment to step up from sensor fact and focus into perhaps a, a more complex solution that will probably um, hit very specific type of industry, such as I mentioned, the medical device manufacturing, pharmaceutical, such as logistical, chemical, etc. Because I I found the the need of engaging a prospect. Perhaps hunting, if it's necessarily like it's happening as we speak, because as I mentioned yeah. to you previously, I'm working towards uh, filling my uh, pipeline. Um, so at the moment, I um, I find myself not just inquiring and you know having the first talk with the prospect, but inviting for the first meeting, qualified, and then moving forward to the first highlight demo. Perhaps if necessary, a second demo, and if. I find uh, necessary I bring in uh, product engineering on board so we can dig deep dive in the solution. So this, this gives me a kind of an ownership of the uh, whole cell cycle of what am I doing. It is not just mm -hmm. about, about um, yeah, arranging appointments or maybe having the first meeting and then pass it over. 
the leads slash DO2 in the account manager stuff. Uh, I am fully responsible of the success of the deal in this job. And I actually mm. wanted to shout out a thank you to Peter, the Brabounder, which is the CEO slash founder of the BizMine already since 18 years. Uh, very successful in uh, Asia, America, and Benelux. And mm. at the moment, I'm facing the challenge slash beauty of opening up the Italian market. Ah. So uh, I'm the first and the only Italian so far within the company opening up the market. So in a way, uh, testing a bit the market, see what works and what not, what is already in place, who are the competitors and all that stuff that probably, probably you know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. that gives me a bit of excitement, a bit of insecurity, but a lot of adrenaline and a lot of, um, I don't know, uh, yeah. Determination as well. I'll go back to the word <laughs> I've used it before. <laughs> I love that. And you know what? There's something that um, I'd love for us to elaborate a little bit further on is because, you know, we get a lot of great SDRs and BDRs from around the world like yourself come onto this show. And we talk about, you know, the day-to-day, what we do. And a lot of it is very similar. But what I want to kind of focus on is the nuances of working in different regions and different markets. So as you mentioned, you're going through like a hardship and a beauty of launching uh, this service within an Italian market. What is it like as an Italian working in an Italian region and trying to do business with Italian prospects? What's like, what things have you noticed different or trends that you've seen when doing business in Italy? Every market has its own challenge, surely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like uh, looking at the grass of the neighbor, it's always greener. So we (laughs) (laughs) we all think that, I mean, performing a sales in a new, in, I don't know, in the Netherlands versus, I don't know, another country, the one you are already focusing it might be easier, but it's not true. I think every country has its own challenge. And I think it's just a matter of being consistent and yeah, don't give up again. So yeah, I'm facing a lot of gatekeeper. I'm facing a lot of challenge. There are uh, life issues like, I don't know, post COVID pandemic versus the war that's happening that um, as an impact to many organizations that I'm trying to reach out <laughs> so that, um, that yeah, taking consideration that I think, um, Italy is also a country that probably the digitalization from my point of view, it's starting or it's happening. So there's mm. still a lot of work that need to be, uh, yeah, uh, developed in a way. So it, that leaves me to face some challenge to reach out to the person I do want to talk to, or when I do reach out to the person I want to talk to then try to understand who is the decision maker ultimately and will they happily and proudly present the solution to their decision maker so mm-hmm. there are a little bit of limitations sometimes but i i'm pleased to see that there is a good um, feeling when i speak about the solution so meaning the intention or the perception towards the solution the platform or the capability of the solution versus the benefit that the solution will bring it to their own organization. Yeah, it's a spot on. I do see this as, um, it's a great start. Of course, from now on that, that, that I need to penetrate, I need to, you know, conquer a bit the market. I need to really break that stone. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it will probably, you know, uh, grow from here because I don't know if I mentioned Neil, but, um, yeah, ultimately for the, um, we spoke about the beneficial that this, com- this solution may have to uh, the company for the manufacturing per se, but we haven't mm. spoke about the beneficial that for the, the, the personal value that could actually bring to the employer within the organization, which could be simplify his work, clarify the, the, the tasks and the activity, and it'll be able to see and have a control of what is the task and the due date and deadlines and stuff. So as a personal point of view, the, the candidate I speak to, it can only be say, yes, thank you. Thanks for reaching. Uh, mm. Actually, I was very much looking forward to someone like you to call me today. But ultimately, yeah, that we need to overcome the challenge of making a decision or moving forward to that things and not living just uh, as a beautiful idea. Oh, that would be nice if, but just make it concrete and see um, what exactly stopped that of, you know, moving forward with it. 
So I was, as I'm discovering the, 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 the mark that will probably happy to, to, to have a chat with you in a year time from now to see whether, <laughs> <laughs> see how it's going and like how it's growing. Oh, right. And again, oh, it's for, indeed. and again, th thank you for giving us an insight because, you know, going into a new market, but understanding those nuances is very important. And again, for our listeners, watching subscribers, if you're currently working in those Italian markets or you've been doing it for a while, like if you've got any tips for Fabio, please make sure that you put them in the comment section below or yeah. put them in the comment sections uh, within our podcast as well. Because um, I remember like when I was an SDR and I was the SDR for the whole of Europe, Italy was one of my markets. Um, and I was working with Brendan, my AE, and he could speak Italian because his wife was Italian. And we would have a lot of conversations where he would then go in to converse with them in Italian. And obviously I don't speak it, so I didn't understand it. And I would sometimes feel that the conversation got very heated or perhaps they were having an argument of some sort. And then it would end with them laughing at the end of it. And I'd look at Brendan and be like, what were you guys speaking about? He said, oh, you know, we we're talking about what we got up to in the weekend. We're talking about the businesses. And I said, oh, it sounds like you were fine. He said, no, they're just very passionate. And when they're speaking and when they're putting a point across to, to each other. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was very new and daunting to me. Um, and, you know, it, what we also found was that within Italy, unless we had other customers that we could reference that were in Italy as well, you know, maybe hard to convince some of the senior stakeholders and decision makers. And back, I'm talking about, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And in terms of, as you mentioned, digitalization, there was still a concept that things are very, you know, manual and people prefer to keep these in and weren't happy so much to automate things back then. But to your point now, we're, you know, a decade later going into the experiences, speaking to the company where they're happy to have a conversation with you because they've been waiting for a guy like you. It's very warming to hear. And, you know, in a year's time, definitely let's find out like what happened and what was a success of launching into those markets. Um, what did it work? What it didn't? Yes. Yeah. You know, what worked, what didn't work as well. And any tips and advice, please let us know, uh, ladies and gents. But um, another piece that I want to come into like as uh, a cornerstone for our, our show today is at the beginning of the show, Fabio, I went to you as like, are there any key topics you want to discuss today? And you're somebody that I can sense has a level of emotional intelligence within you and having that human aspect is important to you. And, you know, as SDRs and BDRs, we do a job which can be very repetitive times. You know, we have KPRs, we're supposed to book meetings. Um, but what are the typical things that go through your mindset and, you know, like as an SDR day to day? How do you manage those sort of emotions um, and how do you keep yourself on track? And I'm really curious to know if any of your yoga practices help with this as well. Uh, yes, it does. Yes, I, I can tell you straight away. Yes. And I tell you why. Um, well, the way I manage my, my day to day, uh, indeed, I keep myself positive and I could probably uh, couldn't agree more with what you just said a moment ago, yes, uh, you could visualize it as well, probably through this video already. I'm, I'm very people person and self-motivating myself. So when there is a no day, which I guarantee there are many no days, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, I get distracted. I change activity. Maybe I, instead of, you know, doing the exact same thing, I try to um, keep my mind busy by doing other tasks or activity that I will need to perform during the day. Or maybe, uh, or maybe just have a break, have a walk, or yeah, I don't know if there is like a moment of uh, yeah, cloud. Maybe if I know that I need to step into the shop, buy something for later, I do that later because that the fresh air, that little walk will probably you know reinvigorate, regenerate mm. myself, and then, and I know that it's also something that is done. But at the same time, I also regain that sense of uh, lightness or. Uh, energy which I need to do my job. Yoga, yoga per se, uh, I do because I think it helps me uh, controlling my mind. I'm a mind thinker, Fair so enough. I never stop spinning. Uh, so I think I do find uh, that sense of beauty when I concentrate and I only concentrate that. So I really am able to empty my mind and leave myself with you know deep breathing in out. So then you can actually feel your body, you know, and send some gratitude as well in a way uh, that will probably, yeah, bring me back <laughs> to, uh, to a perfect point to start the, the following day. And even a good sleep because without it, you will see the difference otherwise. It's very hell, important. Hell yeah. I, I kind of like put our body akin to like a car, right? 
if you put the wrong fuel in the car, it's either going to break down, the engine's going to seize up, and it's not going to be able to operate. And putting the right fuel in, in terms of how you keep yourself healthy, you know, like what you put into your mind, um, and, you know, lack of sleep or thereof will, you know, hinder that vehicle from moving forward. So I agree with you. It's very important to how you speak to yourself, what you feed yourself, and, you know, how you rest yourself as well. Um, and a topic, you know... Um, well, you're saying those no days, it happens to everyone, right? We all get days of rejection. We all get days of, well, things aren't working out. We don't book those meetings and stuff like that. And breathing is an exercise I use to like, you know, like you said, balance yourself out to try and, you know, keep on going. But for somebody that does experience, you know, a lot of us as SDRs know and rejection a lot. How do you experience that and how do you handle it and how do you get yourself back on form, Fabio? How do I experience now? Surely it's different than how I experienced in the past because probably in the past, at the beginning, I was affected by it. I was mm. generally sad-ish in a way, like, what happened? You know, people were asking me, what happened? So you were this very, even it was even difficult to communicate what was the actual reason because you felt like you didn't know how to deconstruct that feeling mm. because it was, um, yeah, it was... Uh, kind of uh, too personal and I think when you take that too personal or on a personal point of view mm. that will affect you and that will make you sad-ish as I mentioned that will give you the feeling that you're unable incapable, or not good enough to do what you are doing mm-hmm. so it, it, you just need to look out of the box so basically if this is your work day and it's full of no just look outside <laughs> just look outside keep some fresher and I think just being able to move forward without get affected or contaminated by the previous day or the previous no or whatever is the negative that comes around. We are human yeah. and probably I probably agree I'm the first one which I found myself probably something I can share with you, Neil. Please. I as you know, as they are, you know, always connected to one another, you know, even if they change company or they move from different company, there's always that uh through three, five minutes call along the day with the SDR friend or ex-colleagues that probably you connected very well. And I think that um, capability of coaching or quoting of motivating someone for a couple of more minutes, it's self-reflected my own, my myself. So yeah. very often, I mean, sharing a quote, sharing um, an insight or something that could probably help uh, another sales or business developer representative, which is a friend of mine, it extraordinarily, it affected myself as well. So it's kind of self-coaching while you coach, while you motivated someone. I freaking love that. Do you know what? That really struck a chord with me. Like when I asked you the question of like, you know, how do you handle this rejection? How do you like, you know, deal with it? And you said, you know, how it affects me is different to how it affected me in the past. That is so freaking powerful, dude. Uh, where you said, you know, in the past, it would you would have taken it personally and it would have demotivated you, making you think you're not worthy enough. And then understanding that, you know, you have grown as a person since then and you manage it in a much more mature way. And I love, um, you know, that, that peer-to-peer coaching where, you know, the best way to learn someone something is to teach something what you've just learned. So if it's a quote, if it's a strategy or if it's a way to do it. And I remember like <laughs> when uh, we first connected a few weeks back, um, you were telling me about your day and then we were talking about, you know, strategies on cold calling or, you know, like sending out information to each other. And I asked you today, like, how have things been since then? You know, you said, you know, improving. And that's what I love to hear. You know, that's the best way to help yourself by helping other people. So, you know, having that human element, uh, we're all in, you know, I'm not going to say that old quote of we're all in this together, but we're all experiencing similar things in different ways. And it's great to connect with minds and share those experiences. And I think that's the coolest thing about sales is sharing your experiences and then learning from each other. Uh, but Fabio, it's been an absolute honorary pleasure to have you on the show today. And I wanted to know what three bits of advice would you give to a younger version of yourself who's just about to embark on this journey? Um, yeah, probably we have mentioned, uh, thank you for asking me that. Uh, I think it's a good question. Um, some of the things we probably have mentioned, but I will probably state surely, um, work towards a sustainable mindset, which I think it need to really 
be absorbed so that um, you can stay, you can, you, yeah, you can keep your good work steady. Yeah. But more importantly, you can learn from the rejection and the negativity. So I think that's a very, very powerful thing. Yep. Um, then I think I would say be human, stay human, remain human because you're not a robot. So that should be easier <laughs> yeah. uh, because it will help you engaging and show more interest to the person you're speaking to, which nowadays I think prospect to receive numbers of phone calls, you know, and I agree with them. Would I be happy if I receive many phone calls? No, but if we get that good, you know, human pitch of 10, 20, 30 seconds at the very beginning with the call, uh, I I think that uh, that is fifty percent of our job. Solid advice and, there. Um, and the last, probably, I would just yeah, I would just say don't give up easily. I will repeat that one because I think it's also another one that plays the role constantly. Don't give up easily. Stay focused and positive. Hell to the year, Fabio! Thank you so much, my dude. And are there any shout outs that you'd like to give on today's show? Um, well, I, I probably, sh I probably said, but I would like to wish a good luck and a great success to BizMind since it's just some, something that I'm actually, you know, initiating in the market. So thank you to Peter Barrandes, Sibrin, which is the CEO and all BizMind family who have shown trust and, uh, willingness to develop together. Oh yeah. Salute to the BizMind crew out there as well. And a big thank you to all of our listeners and watchers and subscribers on joining us on Fabio's beautiful journey today. Uh, just a general reminder, if you're listening to this in your local podcast platform, please make sure that you give us a rating and a subscribe. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, please make sure you like, comment, subscribe. And if you've got any questions for Fabio, uh, please put some comments in below, especially if you had experience working in those Italian markets to give him a winning chance. Uh, and again, if you want to connect with Fabio, you'll find his LinkedIn URL in the show notes below. But Fabio, Menga, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I wish you a successful, happy and humanly week possible moving forward. And most importantly, Fabio, happy selling, sir. Happy selling to everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR Disco Call, one word, at bcast, which is B-C-A-S-T dot email, and you'll be added to our mailing list. We're also on the lookout for new guests, so if you work in the world of sales development as an SDR, BDR, MDR, or ADR, and feel that you have an important message or story to share, feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io, and we'd love to have you on board.